like to look at things as a good market or bad market is just a real estate market. You probably are 10 times better than I am, and I have some ego around it. Just one? <laughs> Few people are willing to do the amount of work that is going to be required and you will build your career during a market like this if you're able to do the work. Every real estate market has places where people are buying and people are making money. What do you think is the most effective skill to source buyers in today's market, in a market like this? All right, I'm excited about today's topic. This is how we build buyer pipelines in a tough market. And everybody knows right now that things are different. You know, I don't like to look, you, you've heard me say this before, I don't like to look at things as a good market or bad market, it's just a real estate market. And every real estate market has places where people are buying and people are making money. And so we wanna talk about like the best ways that we use to build buyer pipelines in a market like this, because you know, over the course of our career, you've been an investor for over 15 years. Um, I've been a real estate agent for 15 years. So <clears throat> we've experienced kind of the ups and downs of markets. And so we want to share that stuff with you guys today and say, hey, look, when things get, uh, when things change or they get tough or uh, the market shifts, like what we do to keep the flow of things moving in a market like this. So, but the first thing is like psychology and understanding that someone is always buying. Right. So you might have like we, you know, who was buying during like sort of the post COVID era? Well, we saw a lot of people moving from out of state. We saw a lot of convenience. We sort of saw a lot of like, hey, if I'm going to be stuck at home, I might as well be, buy a big house. So we had more convenience buyers and people with lots and lots of cash. But that hasn't been typical of markets in the past. Yeah. And uh, if you've ever heard Warren Buffett talk, he yeah. says, if everybody's selling, buy. If everybody's yeah. buying, sell. Exactly. It's, it works in all different you know, facets of life. But um, for real estate, it's also true. Uh, right now, there's some people buying, like cash buyers are buying. Yes. And the demand is still high for homes. So there's always someone buying. You just have to find the right people, get it plugged into the right uh, ecosystems, and and you will find. Right. Uh, and this business. is a funny thing that that people do out there in the real estate market that's always funny to me is like, hey, guess if you sold your house for a lot of money, you're probably <clears throat> buying a house for a lot of money. Absolutely. Right? And if you're selling your house for lower amounts, you can probably get a better deal on the house that you buy. So it all sort of moves together. But people go as they they make up their own narratives. It's like, well, I'm going to sell high and buy low. Well, it doesn't work that way. Um, the market usually shapes where those things come in. So there's really, in a lot of cases, not really a whole lot of reason behind waiting other than sort of the narrative that people are telling themselves. And, you know, I think this is a great time to buy just because you can get a really good uh, uh, a house as, in terms of a really good price, but you're not necessarily having to um, go over multiple offers, crazy amounts of cash because you can buy a house with less cash right now. Yeah. Versus a previous market. I mean, but. even if you use the the example of rates, right? Like sellers don't want to lose a 3% rate and trade it for a six and a half. And yeah. I get that. That's a valid reason. Sure. But you're going to get concessions on the buy side. You're going to be able to either buy that rate down or apply it to the home itself. And you're going to be able to refi later and maybe not at that 3%. But, you know, there's always kind of some nuances around every situation. But guess, you know, there's so many people that made tons of money in this in this previous market uh, with, with the COVID market that bought their houses at higher interest rates, fives and sixes yep. in their interest rates and made all of their equity during the time when the interest rates dropped. So it's the same thing. It's like once the interest rates drop, the equity is going to jump. So keep that in mind as you're communicating with people. But 
the the most important thing though back to the psychology of this is you need to think wrap your head around shifting your activities and shifting the things that you do on a daily basis shifting who you're marketing to and how many conversations you're having because you're probably going to have to double your conversations for the same result so the good thing about that though is that few people are willing to do the amount of work that is going to be required and you will build your career during a market like this if you're able to do the work. So you've got to wrap your head around it and and make a decision. You know, we uh, have been uh, talking a lot about Alex Hormozy and really absorbing a lot of the stuff that he's putting out right now. And one of the things that he says is he, you know, when he was going through tough times, it's like, I will do what's required. Yep. And so it's succeeding in a market like this is more about mindset than it is strategy, even though strategy is important. And we're going to get into strategy, but... You got to get your mind right. He also has a really fun quote about work. He said, you know, the people that say work smarter, not harder. Well, you have to work hard to become smart. Mm -hmm. So the work has to be done at some point. So just get over it and do the work. I love that quote. Um, By the way, while we're thinking about it, please take some time to like, subscribe. If you would like an Agent Bridge t-shirt, leave a Google, leave a review on Google Business and uh, share with uh, us what you like about what you like about the agent bridge and we'll get you a t-shirt. Make sure you send that to us at hello at the and we'll get you a t-shirt. Send us the address. All right. So the first thing is to be first, to be knowledgeable or to be ready for the conversation because people are going to ask you all the time. Your neighbors are going to ask you, people at church, people at school, people, wherever you go, people out in the community are going to say, how's the market? And if you're not ready with an answer and you're hemming and hawing, then that's going to put you in a place where um, <clears throat> you're playing defense or it's going to make you look not knowledgeable. Yeah. And so you need to have an answer. This is uh, your time to shine. Yes. If you answer this question with negativity and a negative bias around the market, you are going to put off a lot of people. You need to to spin a, not even a narrative, but tell the truth yeah. about the positives around the current market. And you're going to be the only one out there talking that way. And it will make an impact on the people that are around you. I, yeah. I watched this happen. I told the story on the podcast uh, back several episodes ago. I was um, playing golf. And after we were done, we were having a drink. And there was a bunch of guys around the table and, and there was another mortgage lender there and they asked him how the market was. Oh, it's crap. I can't get any business. The rates suck and all this. He, nobody at that table will ever use that guy. Yeah, I promise you. Exactly. Yeah. Have something sp- positive to say because there, or why you would still want to buy in this market or what, you know, what it's, you know, what your perception is of what it's going to be like in the future or something like that. That's positive and you're going to draw more people in. Yeah. Um, so here, can you ask me that question to ask me, say, like, how's the market? Um, yeah, like, how, what's the market like? Right well, now, it depends, Brandon? RL. Are you, like, thinking about buying, selling, or investing? Because there's places to win in each of those. It's about your individual strategy and how you do it. So which one are you in the middle of right now? Yeah, right now I'm looking to make an investment potentially. Okay, so we'll take a break right there. But the idea is, uh, it depends, are you buying, selling, investing? And then we're starting a conversation because if they're asking you, generally, yes, there's a potentiality that they might be talking about. They maybe just may be making small talk, but it's like, grab the opportunity, seize it and use that opportunity to change somebody's narrative. And I, you know, I would, I wouldn't have any hesitation telling someone right now. It's like, this is a great opportunity to take advantage of some things. And here's what they are. That's right. I mean, if you're going around your community talking bad about the market, it sucks. I'm not selling any homes. The business is bad. Um, All that, like uh, you're pushing people away, not drawing people in. It's the wrong message. 
And as far as like being ready for the conversation, the other thing is being in the place where the conversation happens. Yep. You need to be out in the community. You need to be uh, engaging with people um, so that you, in, you know, in your church and the PTA and charities that we've talked about before and, and our networking um, module, it's like you, you need to be places where you're having a conversation. Do not hold yourself up in the house. Like be out there, be about, be doing things um, so that you can have conversations with people who may use you. Okay. Uh, let's see. What's our next one here? Well, I, I, want, I have a question for you. Okay. What do you think is the most effective skill to source buyers in today's market, in a market like this? I think it's adaptability. Your ability to make changes, see how they go, uh, and really understanding, like, in that adaptability, understanding buying groups and how to work with them, which is our number two, is like understanding the different buying groups. If you don't understand how investors think and act, you're going to be hampered in a market like this. Um, you need to understand, like, and this has been my experience with investors, like people, they have like lots of opportunities that are thrown at them on a, on a daily basis, whether it's, you know, uh, people, they, because typically there are people who have higher net worth and so they're hit up all the time. Right. Okay. So they don't want to go through the process of making a bunch of decisions or sorting through the info. They want you to bring them the deal, show them what's going on with them, show them why it's a good investment. And then they'll make the yes or no. Well, but, yeah, yeah. An experienced investor too, like there's no deals out there on the MLS that are just sitting there. Yeah. Like there's not a home. I'm not saying that there aren't things that you wouldn't do that you wouldn't go buy right now, but most of the time, the deals that those types of investors are looking for are not sitting there on the MLS. They've been sitting out there for 30 days because guess what? Everybody's investing in Nashville right now. Yeah. So you're going to have to go find a piece of property that can be developed into a 30 home community or yeah. you know something different like that that interests them before they make a move. And guess what? They're going to have a lot of questions. So you're going to have to be well prepared about what what's brought to them. Yeah. But but do all of the research on the front end. We have a. Uh, we share, we are next door to an, another real estate company. Uh, and you know, a lot of times I talk with that broker and he's been telling me about his success. He's a commercial broker telling me about his success as a commercial agent and how that particular buying group, whether it's investors or developers, they don't want to do the homework. They want you to tell them why it's a good deal and then they're going to buy it. And he said, yeah. that's where he found the success is he did all the legwork and said, Hey, here's this. If you don't buy it, they're going to buy it. And if they don't buy it, they're going to buy it. And that's so right. He was, he would get the deal ready. He would understand the land, understand, you know, how much could be bought and then, uh, or how much could be set aside, uh, for development on that piece of property. And then he would deliver that to them. So that's what you want to do is like just understanding those different buying groups, how they think, how they act. Because if you are only able to sell to people who are having a life event or only in the, uh, just that one specific niche, it's going to be a lot more difficult because you're narrowing your client. Pool. Yeah. I mean, the same thing works for builders, right? They didn't get into building because they love doing uh, analysis on home development projects that might be out there. Right. They got into building because they like building homes for people. Right. And so they want a deal that's brought to them that might be interesting. And then they're going to get into their safe space of, oh, how can I design a community in here? Like right. that's where they want to be. Right. Okay, number three, attend real estate conferences or be an active participant in, in the national real estate events or social media groups. Here's why you can get referrals. I get probably 
somewhere between two and four referrals a month, buyer referrals a month for people who are moving to Nashville. But because I met somebody at a real estate conference like one time, uh, this that I have a lady I met at one real estate conference who sends me five to six buyers a year from Maryland to yeah. Nashville. Well, and a lot of the business ventures you and I started began at a real estate conference where we decided to yeah. start a fire in the fire pit yes. and get a bunch of people <laughs> wrapped around, yeah. bring some bourbon out and start, uh, you know, having discussions. Yes. The, nobody gets drained more at real estate conferences than me. <laughs> like, I don't want to be there. That is so I, true. I, I'm more mentally exhausted than I've ever been in my life, uh -huh. but there's value there and yeah. there's a reason to go. And there, we have always made it worth our while to go to Phoenix or here or there. Yeah, I love going. Yeah, I love going to those real estate conferences because you're right. It is. It can be kind of a pain because you're like, okay, I gotta, you know, I've got to spend the money. I got to get the flight. You know, I've got to buy a hotel room. So you're, you know, there's a there's a cost to it. But you're meeting people that can refer business to you or that you can get ideas from. But in terms of like source filling your buyer pipeline, that's been a. I mean. Look, if that lady sent sending me five deals a year in Nashville with an average price point of four to five hundred thousand, that real estate conference made me five times what it cost me. Absolutely. So it's an no investment, question. but also, but but when you go to the real estate conference, don't put yourself in a you know in the corner. You got to get out. You got to talk to people. You got to engage with people. So go, but engage with people, and they're not going to be competitive with you. It's not like going to like a real estate like to the local association of realtors where everybody's your competitor there. You've got people from all over the country. So there's a little more like a uh, 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 cooperation or goodwill in situations yeah. like that. Well, and you know, I had one person say to me one time, one of my buddies that lived in California said, uh, well, nobody's moving into California. They're moving out. So I'm not going to meet anybody that might want to do a deal with me. Well, refer people out to the markets that they're moving to. Yeah. A lot of people from California are moving to Texas, moving to Tennessee, right. moving to Iowa. Yeah. Like, Meet those people and refer business to them. Exactly. So, yes. So go to the conferences, be engaging at the conferences and meet people. You would be amazed. And then also, you know, on social media groups, um, a lot of times we just like look at them and we don't really engage with them. But if you go engage with those things, um, I got a referral for a million dollar buyer from a Facebook group uh, for, that was founded by a person that's not in my, um, yeah. in, in my uh, town. So, and that, I mean, that happened like in the last two weeks. Yeah. So, so you, but you need to be engaged in those conversations, answering questions, being an active participant. So people know who you are. Yeah. One of the, my, the guys that lives in California that I, uh, that buys a bunch of investment properties for me, um, is in a group called like California relocating to Tennessee or something like that. Yeah. And he's referred me out like five or six times in that group. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's all Facebook group. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, again, join the conversation online, be a leader, but don't be one of those annoying realtors. That's like super, like, I don't know, like they, like you're not a lawyer, you're a real estate agent. So it's like, yeah. be, be a leader, be engaging, be positive. Don't be a, like a, I don't know. I'm here. Don't use be me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Just provide value and yeah. people are going to want to use you. All right. Number four, you know, of all the things that we teach in six-figure real estate school or at the brokerage level, we get the most pushback on this item, and it's social media. And that blows my mind because it is free marketing and advertising. And if you do it from a place of service, um, 
you will get business from social media. If you are not doing things on social media, I'm sorry. This is going to hurt your feelings if you're not. And you may be telling yourself a narrative about it. You might be saying, hey, uh, that's not the type of person that I am. Uh, Hey, I don't want to be showy. I don't want to be egotistical. I want to be braggy. Well, guess what? You cannot be all of those things and still have a presence on social media and still be engaged in social media in a way that's going to get business to you. Not just a presence, but a more attractive presence. Like yeah. People are drawn to people who are serving others, not to sold, sold, sold. Look at all my houses. Yeah, but we just get so much pushback because people, and first of all, it, it's the, the first thing is it is time consuming huh. because you're telling me the first, you know, when you're doing it at the very beginning, you feel like everything has got to be perfect. You feel like you've got everything's got to be like cultivated in just the right way and you're going to take six takes. And if that's your approach, it's going to be, you're going to lead yourself uh, down a bad road. You want to keep things at the beginning to build the habit. Just keep it simple. Keep it honest. Keep it transparent. Keep it real. Mess up. Click live, right? And say what you need to say. Type things that are are going to take you uh, 30 seconds or a minute, but quit trying to make everything, quit trying to make everything like perfect. Just be yourself and uh, come at it with, a heart of service. And that is going to make you, that's going to make you attractive to people that need to buy or sell a home. Yeah. Everybody that's scared of that says once it's out on the internet, it's gone, right? Like it's out there and that's true. But you know, people's attention spans are very short. You put something out there and you may not look your best or you may not be a hundred percent. Guess what? They're going to see it. And five minutes later, they're going to see something else that grabs their attention and it's going to be out of their memory. Right. So don't worry about it. The other thing, if you need a strategy, is you are out there having conversations in the marketplace, right? Turn the conversation into a post. And I learned this from a mentor of mine who when he who is a book writer, uh, uh, New York Times bestselling author, and he says, all of my books are written to one person. And so I took that, like a lot of times when I'm writing content or writing copy or writing a Facebook post, I'm talking to one person. And usually it's around a conversation that I had with that particular person. So I basically grab that and I go, I'm going to have that conversation with the social media world. Uh, and those posts get a lot more engagement mm-hmm. than something that's, uh, uh, you know, old, you know, overly, uh, you know, edited and all of that stuff. It's like, it's real, it's personal and people just connect with it more. So well, just take those conversations and turn them into posts. Yeah. And if that one person's having a challenge or, or struggle or something, then chances are thousands of other people are having the same thing. So it's going right. to resonate. But you need to do like once a day just to start. Okay. Minimum is once a day. All right. And you're only going to get good by being bad. And you have to understand that. It's like, you're going to suck at this. It's like anything else. Your first hundred cold calls are going to suck. Your first hundred posts are going to suck. But if you just make them 1% better each time, you're 100% better in 100 days. So just don't overthink it. Uh, understand that you're going to be bad at the beginning of it. And really what's talking is your ego. You don't want to be perceived this way. You don't want to be showy. You don't want to be, you don't want, you basically don't want other people to think bad about you, which is your ego. So my biggest encouragement to you would be to get over it. And if you are serving, that can help you, right? Get over that because it's like, look, I'm doing this. Somebody needs to hear this from me today. Somebody needs my help today. Somebody needs a realtor that cares today. And that's me. And so I've got to do it so that people can connect and and get the help that they need. Yeah. 
there's a reason that there's an unspoken 10,000 hour rule that that's how long it takes to become an expert in anything. It's not going to happen overnight. Just keep doing it. Right. Okay. This is one that you probably are 10 times better than I am. And I have some ego around it. Just one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I have some ego around it. It's like, a, and I don't know why. I mean, I, I think maybe it, it felt uh, a little cheesy, but uh, wearing your merch or branding yourself, right. As a real estate agent. And, um, you've said this before, it's like when you wear, uh, are the merch then you have a ton, so many conversations out there. And, and while I was generating copy for this podcast, I was wearing a 10 Oaks t-shirt Yeah. and this lady came up to me and she goes, Hey, I want to talk to you about, so are you in the real estate business? And so like, as I'm typing this part of it, Somebody came up and talked to me about yeah. it. So that proves my point. Well, I, you know, the funny story I have on this is my kids play travel soccer and um, I wear, I was wearing a 10 Oaks hat with our old logo on it, but it was kind of nondescript. It was like very small and like you, you really couldn't see that it said real estate. It was just not like flashy. Yeah. And uh, we did some new hats with some new branding uh, with our new logo. And I wore the new hat to one of the soccer tournaments and I got like five comments the first day I wore it. Like, yeah. hey, is that uh, is that your company? Is that the company you work for? It looks yeah. that logo looks great. Like, um, I didn't. I guess I didn't remember you guys were in real estate. Like, yeah. and then that's my fail. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like uh, all these comments start flooding in. Wear the merch. Yeah. Like, just yeah, just do it. And and you know, you. I promise you, it's going to help you engage in conversations, and you'd be amazed at what that can lead to. Yeah. Um. So. Put it on, wear it, and if any, if nothing else, it's just a reminder to the people that are around you. That you're in real estate. That's right. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Um, and the last one, okay? Do an open house every single Sunday that you can. And uh, I know that's, that Sundays are for naps and therefore football and therefore kids' birthday parties, but that is such a valuable, it's the most profitable two hours in real estate is from two to four on Sundays. We coach a lot of new agents. Yeah. And I would say greater than 75% of them get their first few deals from open houses. Yeah. Maybe even greater than 90%. Yeah. It's always a pipeline that works. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's just about how you approach it. Every nobody's teaching them anymore. Brokerages say they they say that they're dead because everybody's looking at them wrong. I they, can't stand that. I, that brokerages are like, oh, open houses don't work. I'm like, nope, you're doing them wrong. Or you think the purpose of an open house is to sell that house? Yeah, yeah. Then that they are dead. Yeah, they're that's dead. Right. But to get a buyer pipeline going, not dead. Yeah, if you're going to be a real estate agent and drag someone through and go room by room, and it's like you know they've already made the decision in the first 15 seconds. So I, the way we teach is always just like, hey, be cool. Don't make them sign a sign-in sheet because they're just going to give you bad information anyway. Um, engage, serve, connect, and then ask. Yeah. Right? And so it's like it's this sort of dance of, you know, engaging with people and being friendly but giving them space to look around the house and engaging them in conversation and then saying, hey, what can I do to help you? Yeah. And watch your football on YouTube TV between visits. Yeah. Have it on in the background. You know, you got fine. it on your phone these days. Nobody yeah. actually has cable anymore. Yeah. So. Or if you want to bring an iPad or something like that. But but I just think, I, I hate that, that agents say that now or that brokers teach that open houses don't work because, man, they work so well. It's unbelievable. 
Um, we have one of our, um, I have two, two realtors, but one of them specifically is in six figure school right now. And he's built an amazing, uh, he's had an amazing first year in real estate through meeting people in open houses. Yeah. So it's like, there's no reason not to do it. And especially in a market like this, you want to create more conversations. That's a great way to have more conversations with people who are actually buying houses. And if you, even if you go and you don't get a buyer, you, I promise you, if you engage people, you learn stuff about the neighborhood. You learn stuff about people's buying habits. Uh, you're, you are engaging conversations that you can improve upon through scripting and things like that. So if nothing else, do it as an experiment to learn, but I can guarantee you if you do it consistently, it will pay off. And, and those things can be anywhere between two worth 250 to $750 an hour or more, depending mm -hmm. on what yep. neighborhood you're doing in them. But make sure that you do that. This is one where, you know, I have had real estate agents. Okay. Well, nobody came to the open house. Don't do ones that are off the beaten path. If it's too far buried in the neighborhood, that's not getting much traffic. It's a rural property. Do open houses that, that are in higher traffic areas where you're going to get a lot of people through. And if you don't have one, ask somebody in your brokerage. And if you don't have somebody in your brokerage, call real estate agents that are around the area that have the houses that you want to sit on listed and ask them if they need help. Trust me, there's enough brokerages out there teaching that they're dead that you can find plenty of options. And if you need more information on um, uh, open houses, you can go back. We did a whole uh, podcast on this on Supercharger Success this past summer. So go back and do that. Okay, so like a recap on this. Um, what, what, I mean, the, the high points would just be like, be adaptable and increase the number of conversations. Always. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the, that's the goal, right? Just have more conversations, positive positivity around the market that you're in yeah. uh, at all times, get plugged in at different types of events, whether it's PTAs, uh, clubs, memberships, groups, um, fitness centers, whatever, um, you know, wear your brand you know, promote yeah. yourself and your company that you work with, do open houses on Sunday. Those are the keys to building buyer pipelines in today's market or markets like, like yeah. we're in. And now. don't leave any of these out. Do all of them, right? Because it's the it's the uh, uh, addition of all of these practices that's going to increase it. And this, if you're doing these things consistently and correctly, you can increase your um, uh, uh your buyer pipeline by times two or three or four more agents in markets like today sit on the sidelines waiting for the rates to go back down so yeah. that they can sell more homes and they get they disengage i can tell you there is space in the market for you there's yep. plenty of space that's right so as we're wrapping at, up the motto is i will do what's required so you guys go out there do what's required please uh, like subscribe leave us a comment Give us a rating on Google Business and get a free Agent Bridge t-shirt. Anything else before we wrap up today? Yeah, um, some of you know about Six Figure Real Estate School. Some of you do not. Uh, we do have Six Figure Real Estate School. It's a it's an eight-week accelerator course um, that we teach agents how to build buyer pipelines, much like we're doing today, uh, get more listings, things like that. Uh, if you go to theagentbridge.com slash course, you can find out more about it. Um, yep. But yeah, We'll be it. launching our, um, our next one coming up in just a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, mid-October. Yep. All right, guys. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye.